0: Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210.
1: Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my better late than never girlfriend, Carol. How you doing today, Carol?
0: Hey, what's up?
1: Not much. It's been a good week here. It's August 15th, 1997. And as you pointed out, we're recording a little late in the week here. I guess it feels a little, little like a little bit since we've done this. <laughs> I don't know if
0: I remember how to do it. Oh no, can't uh, can't have forgotten that fast. Although he's already asking me if I forgot what we would just watched. So you know, whatever. Well, it's possible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we watched. We watched. Um, some folks me. what to wave the flag. Ooh, they're red, white, and blue. You know. What is happening? And when the band plays, hail of the chief. Ooh, they point the cannon at you, load. You know the song.
0: It ain't me. It ain't me. Why, I, I, I ain't I, no senator's song. I know the song. I don't know why you're it singing me. it. That's it ain't the question.
1: Me. I ain't no fortunate one. Because the name of this episode is Fortunate Son. Uh. Which is the name of that song. Okay. By Creedence Clearwater Revival.
0: I don't really see the connection between the episode and the title. Who's the fortunate son? That's... Is it
1: Steve? Because in some ways, I could see Steve as being the fortunate son yeah. in this scenario. Is it Joseph? That's my chair. Don't worry about this. <laughs> <laughs> she, she acted like Jason Voorhees had entered the room. <laughs>
0: I thought somebody was knocking on the door. I was a little confused because, you know, we're not supposed to have anybody else in this uh, house here.
1: Right, exactly. (laughs) Uh, But uh, is it Joe? Is Joe a fortunate
0: son? No. Is it Donna
1: in the fact that she's a fortunate daughter?
0: I mean, she's certainly the most entitled person in this episode.
1: (laughs) A slur almost came out of your mouth. No. Uh, Well, a pejorative term. Uh, A swear, I think no um or is it uh the black kid in the episode is he a fortunate son
0: i hope that's not what they meant (laughs) because if they did then uh
1: you got saved by a white lady congratulations you won the black person lottery (laughs) saved by a white person (laughs) There's a lot of that in this episode. It's this is
0: very awful. Disturbing. This episode is just awful. Like whatever writers were involved in the writing of this episode. Did you
1: see the wall of
0: writers? What
1: teleplay written by this person and this person and this person and this person it was like four or five, five names. Whenever there's the wall of writers, uh-huh. it's usually a bad sign in TV. Why is that? It just because then it means that someone wrote it and that somebody else was like, I gotta punch this up and then someone else was like, No, I gotta change this here, no I gotta change this here. It, it means the script didn't start out very good.
0: Well it didn't usually. get better.
1: That's usually what it
0: means. I mean dear god, I guess it did, but that's frightening.
1: There's yeah, in the <laughs> in the original script, Donna uh donned a cape <laughs> <laughs> descended upon the house. Right. Uh <laughs> In the invisible jet, her dad built her. Um, Okay. But no, so just real quick about the wall of text for the writers. Typically, and this isn't always the case, but there's shows have a team of writers. They have a writer's room. They all pitch ideas and stuff like that, and then one person goes and writes it. Mm -hmm. I'm not exactly sure how 90210 does their writer's room. I know on Star Trek The Next Generation, it was always a bad sign to see the multiple writers, because usually what happened is they also had a writing team. Somebody would go write the script, you know, Michael Pillar or, or whoever, and um, then they'd write that script for the week or whatever, and, you know, people would contribute and stuff like that, but he'd write the main script. And so you see one or two names, it's fine. You see, like, five names, it's usually not a good sign. Yeah. So, I saw that. At the beginning of this episode, it gave me pause.
0: Well, I mean, I got some pause from pretty much the very beginning of the fucking episode, too, without that cue.
1: I gave you some pause.
0: <laughs> you always do.
1: Um, why, why? What's that? What happened?
0: No, it's just the the whole, like, thing with Donna and her boyfriend in the very beginning. Like, his attitude... Oh, yeah. ...was a red flag that this was going to be bad, and, and it was worse than I imagined.
1: Yeah.
0: So... Donna's friend, the Rose Bowl queen, yeah. needed her to work for her because she needed the day off to take care of some Rose Bowl business.
1: I think Donna volunteered maybe to work for
0: her. I'm sure she did because that's what Donna does because she's always trying to help everybody. Right. So this lady's black and so the show decides she must live in the ghetto.
1: <laughs> she's black and she's, you know... It doesn't matter that she's part of the sorority or whatever. She does the Rose Bowl Queen thing. She goes to that university. She's black. Therefore, she works in a place surrounded by barbed wire. It's
0: ridiculous. (laughs) Literally
1: surrounded by barbed wire.
0: I mean, do neighborhoods like this even exist that close to Beverly Hills? Well,
1: yeah, there are some poor neighborhoods. Well, I, I don't, I don't know I how mean, close to Beverly Hills, but there are, there are some definitely some poor neighborhoods in in the Los Angeles area.
0: Okay, so it's a convenience store in a bad neighborhood, and her boyfriend is like, "Oh, I'm gonna drive you."
1: Yeah, why would you want to work there? And she's like, "Well, it's just a convenience store." And she's like, and "He's like, yeah, it's a terrible neighborhood." And he's like, "Well, yeah, but uh, my friend works there," and she's like, "Yeah, well, you know, she." She's, she can work there. She's blatantly a native to the area. He
0: said she's local.
1: Yeah, yeah. He he really caught himself. Oh yeah,
0: he struggled with that sentence. I'm sure the writers did too. It started with an N. I think
1: the word <laughs> that he was going to say. I don't know what word it was. it was. An N word, but I just can't put my finger on. It.
0: Then he's like, "I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna hang out with you all day while you're working." And she's like, "All day? No, you're not." I'm just going to polish my shotgun
1: in the lobby while you're working. It's okay.
0: But he did insist on dropping her off and picking her up.
1: Yeah, a lot of good that did her.
0: Yeah, she would have been better off on her own. Right. So she gets dropped off at at this convenience store. She's working. Some little boy asks how much a teddy bear costs. Uh Uh-huh. And she says $4.99 plus tax.
1: Apparently... The kid can't read. I don't, I don't know, because the price was right out there.
0: Well, and, like, I mean, he's he's 11, so it seems like he'd be able to read prices at that age. I would think so. Yeah, it was kind of weird. But yeah, he asked her, and he's like, $5, oh my gosh, never mind. Fuck that. Yeah, which, like, I mean, he it was more than he had, but that's not an outrageous cost for a stuffed animal. Meh, mm. eh. eh. So he goes to put it back in the
1: wire bin that all convenience stores have st- filled with stuffed animals.
0: Right. And he decides instead that he's going to steal it because it's for his little brother's birthday. He would said that to her.
1: He made an acting decision moment. Bravo to this young actor <laughs> who stood there and, and we saw we saw the decision point on yeah, his face. Yeah,
0: he did a good job. Um when when he said he wanted it for his little brother's birthday and then he was like he couldn't afford it, I thought to myself, Donna's going to buy that for him. Yeah. Because that's how Donna is. But Donna didn't buy it for him.
1: I mean, not yet.
0: He decided to
1: steal it. And so he... He comically hides it under his jacket. Yeah.
0: And he gets caught by this guy and it sounds like he steals from there all the time. That's the owner. Yeah. Not just some guy. I didn't say some guy. I said this guy. What, whatever. <laughs>
1: He's standing right next to you. This guy. They can't see him, honey. Thank you for stopping by, sir. We appreciate you being on the show.
0: <laughs> so Donna's like, no, no, he paid me for it. It's okay. Yeah, he's not
1: stealing. He just, He's just hiding it and running.
0: <laughs> he's like, why are you hiding under your jacket then? He said, so the gangsters won't steal it from me.
1: There's nothing gangsters love more than
0: teddy bears, <laughs> right? I could actually see the argument being so I don't get my ass beat for having a teddy bear, but right. whatever. So she, you know, she pays for it in the register, or whatever.
1: That's where they like to hide the uh, the crack in, inside these these teddy bears.
0: Oh they my god! They take it
1: out of the bag that's given to them by the CIA. That's <laughs> labeled CIA, <laughs> <laughs> and then put it in teddy bears. It's not like the U.S. government destroyed their, uh, destroyed their neighborhoods and then filled it with crack for them to sell. Right. To destroy the family unit. Okay. I'm not a conspiracy theorist.
0: Well, I mean, as fun as uh, it would be to go down that rabbit hole with you, I think we'll stick to what happened in I the episode. talked about
1: that in conspiracy theory last week.
0: Right. So. Yeah. Joe, what? <laughs> Continue. Joe comes to pick Donna up. Joseph is there. And With this baseball bat. fucking asshole is driving around, and she's just looking out the window, la, 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 like, and he's looking, like, terrified. It's so funny. Yeah, like, yeah, he is, he is.
1: It, it's funny. We see from his point of view, and he looks at two just ordinary black dudes walking home from work together, like, clearly just, you know, people that work some kind of labor job walking home together not threatening in any way and the the music's all fearful like <laughs> he's all fearful and then we see from Donna's point of view and Donna's looking at all the buildings that are destroyed and and stuff like that and, mm-hmm. and she you know you can see her grief
0: so she's like I think we're going in circles we drove by that building before and he's like well I don't know this neighborhood
1: stop and ask for directions so Which... they do and this guy goes go down three lights
0: and make a i i can understand why he does not want to stop and ask for directions i don't like to stop and ask for directions in a bad neighborhood either
1: i mean i guess i've been in detroit before when i've needed gasoline and i've been, there's a gas station that i know that i go to in detroit and that gas station's been robbed several times but when you need gas you got to go to that gas station
0: yeah, and I mean, that would have been one thing, but they weren't by a gas station. They were just driving around in the neighborhood.
1: Yeah, they were in uh, the hood.
0: And he ran out of fucking gas because he's a fucking moron. He's like, oh, I guess I should have stopped for gas before I left Uh, wherever.
1: The west side. Yeah. He
0: says, the west side. <laughs> so she's like, we're out of gas. So they have to now get out and walk in the neighborhood that he didn't even want to drive in. To try to find a gas station.
1: They're accosted by uh, (laughs) stereotypical gangbangers that want to rape Donna.
0: It makes me upset. Like, the choices that they made and how to portray people. You know what happened to me when I was in what would be considered a bad neighborhood in Detroit one time? You were kissed. Yeah, but that's not the story (laughs) I was going to (laughs) tell. My car got stuck in the snow. And I'm just spitting my tires, freaking out, trying to figure out how I'm going to get out of this situation. And a guy came out of his house with a snow shovel to help me. And then another guy came out from another house and helped. And they dug me out. Yeah. Because that's like, that's the kind of shit that happens, too. Not like, oh, we're just going to be like assholes.
1: Well, my from my experience, I mean, obviously, in any neighborhood, you can be a accosted, right. you know, or whatever. In my experience, equally in just about any neighborhood, most people are going to be like that. Yeah. Mo- most people that live in a neighborhood take pride in the neighborhood that they live in and look to help people in the neighborhood and want to help each other. It doesn't matter if it's black, white, Hispanic, or whatever. For the most part, people that own a property <laughs> houses, you know, want to help other people. So, yeah, I. I I think it was a little ridiculous.
0: Yeah. And another time, like, I I was in a similar situation where it wasn't, like, a black neighborhood. Okay, but it was a neighborhood unfamiliar to me. Uh Uh-huh. Equally frightening. Where I was, it was, like, a small town.
1: Dover, Delaware.
0: And my car broke down. And I'm just walking through this neighborhood. I don't know anybody. And, and, like, two guys are like, hey. Where are you going? What's going on? And I'm like, uh oh, I'm fine. And I just keep walking because it's like they might have helped me, but I didn't. I didn't know them. Like right. that's scary. Yeah, true. I kept going until I found a gas station. All
1: right, well, good idea.
0: <laughs> anyway, yeah, they get accosted by a car full of people, and the like. Donna's like, oh, we're looking for a gas station. Because what did, what did he say? He said, you're looking for. I don't remember what. He asked if they were looking for something. She's like, no, we're looking for a gas station.
1: Mm-hmm. Looking for a ride, I think. Yeah. No, no, he's, uh, are you looking for Rodeo Drive?
0: Oh, yeah. And then her boyfriend says something, and he's like, I wasn't fucking talking to you. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, that was not great. You got great. a
1: pretty mouth. But, yeah,
0: <laughs> it's not great.
1: But nobody was looking at you, son. <laughs>
0: And uh, then all of a sudden, that little boy that she had helped earlier...
1: They just happened to be right by his house.
0: Right. He comes running out of his house like, oh, Joe, Donna, good. You're just in time for dinner. Come on in.
1: Wow. He really remembered their names.
0: (laughs) Right. Like, good job. Oh, yeah, because he introduced himself to them on their way out when Joe picked her up. So, yeah. Yeah. So, they go into his house and discover that it's just him and his little brother and little sister. And
1: he's taking care of them.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And he's doing a damn good job taking care of them. He is. Like, nothing was wrong in this house. No. And Donna's attitude really bothers me. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's his little brother's birthday. And his little sister, he comes in. She's eating peanut butter out of the jar. He's like, I told you not to do that. You're going to spoil your dinner. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he's like, go put that away. And she drops it and breaks it. And he picks her up so she won't hurt her feet. Cause she's not wearing any shoes mm-hmm. and Donna helps him sweep it up. Like he's on top of shit. Yeah. And like, he's like, you've got to be gone before my mom gets home because she'll think that you're going to call the social services lady or whatever. Right. Which, you know, I, I, I understand <laughs> that line of, of logic. Um, Donna's just like, oh, you know, whatever. We're going to, you know, stay for dinner. You invite us for dinner, right? And he's like, uh, no, I was just trying to help you. I don't have enough food to feed you guys. And one of the other kids is like, dinner? Like, I think they just think that's a weird thing that she's like, hey, I'm going to have dinner with you. Right. And she's like, yeah, you know, the meal you eat at the end of the day. <laughs> like, come on, Donna. She knows. That they know what dinner is, right. you idiots. Bitch. So she's like, I'm going to order you guys pizza. Like, that's really presumptuous. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, it's not like they're like, oh, we don't have any food. They're eating. Yeah. There's a cake for the little boy's birthday. He said he, he didn't have enough for you. It doesn't mean he didn't have enough to feed them. Yeah, exactly. He made that cake. Right. Well, no, his mom made the cake. 11. <laughs> he said his mom made the cake. Whatever. But, um, yeah, Donna, Donna's whole attitude pissed me off. And so they just stay. They just stay in his house, even though he told them he wants them to leave, mm-hmm. order pizza and wait for his mom to come home, even though he doesn't want his mom to see them. And he keeps saying, I'm going to get in trouble. Because
1: Donna wants to give the mom a lecture.
0: Yeah. Like, what the fuck was she waiting for? Because she didn't want to leave them home. She was like, I don't think we should leave them. Th- this is obviously what they're used to. This is not something for you to get involved in. It's not
1: your family, Donna.
0: <sighs> I mean, like, what do you think? About what? The situation. I think she should fucking mind her own business. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, the mom comes home and she's like, they they were here by themselves. She really does lay into
1: her. It's yeah. like, I would have smacked the shit out of her.
0: <laughs> yeah, she walks in. She's like, who are you? Get out of my house. Right. Like, how horrifying. You come home and your kids are by themselves and there's these strange adult people in your home. Just like, some in your house. <sighs> So, yeah, that that whole thing just pissed me off. Mm -hmm. I think Donna handled it really poorly. Agreed. And she does have a fucking white savior complex. And it's just.
1: (sighs) I don't know if people are familiar with that concept. You want to explain that to the people?
0: That uh, some white people think that they should help the black people and that that somehow makes up for. I don't know. Slavery or whatever. You know, hundreds of years of racism in this country. and See, yeah.
1: the, the the insidious part about it. So Carol's done a lot of re- reading and research into psychology and stuff like that, because that's all her thing. Um, but I like, and she's exposed me to it, too. I think the reasoning behind it, though, is it, it like it infantilizes black people. Mm-hmm like you know they can't help themselves
0: yeah it's disrespectful to walk into somebody's home in life who's not asking you for help and be like oh but I'm gonna help you because I obviously yeah. know better and and have better ways to do things We should and, all
1: you should all live like me yeah <laughs> <laughs> because we're we're rich and white and that's the you know that's that's how everyone should live
0: so the backdrop of this episode is that they're doing a charity Beverly event Hills,
1: California. That's the backdrop of, the episode, of most episodes.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. The other storyline in this episode. Oh, no,
1: backdrop's fine. I'm just fucking. What the fuck, man? I'm just busting your balls.
0: Anyway, there's a, uh, you know, totally connected, like conveniently connected happening at the same time.
1: With all K's, which is funny. Actually, it's funny, too, because. It's Kids Care, and it's two Ks. Mm. It should be California Kids Care, and the California can be spelled with a K, so then mm-hmm. it's KKK. Oh, Jesus.
0: Yeah, so there's this chair. What's char- KKK stand for? Ku Klux Klan. Oh, yeah, that's right. Why?
1: Well, I didn't remember. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Um, I wonder what that means, Clue Klux Clan. Where the fuck did they come up with that shit? I don't know. I'll have to look it up.
0: Yeah, we'll have to go to the library and look that shit don't up. Don't
1: think I won't fucking get an encyclopedia <laughs> and look up why they called it the Clue Clucks. Although
0: Klan. there might be something about it on the internet. Who knows?
1: Mm, maybe. I don't know. I'm gonna ask someone in a chat room.
0: <laughs> I don't want to talk to people who know the answer to that question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we could go to uh, who knows when Hitler's birthday is. <laughs> there you go. But It's April 15th, I think, or 14th.
0: What the fuck? Why do you know that? I think it's
1: April, because well, that's tax day, April 15th. It's easy to remember.
0: Okay. Anyway. yeah, weirdo. <laughs> There's this charity event going on. Kids care. Kids care. And KK. it's about, like, it's just, it's about, you know, raising money for some daycare program. They're going to have these daycares all over the city. That's what the money is going to help with, like, opening. Right. So, of course, you know, that's the solution to this problem. mind I you, guess. Mind you, it's, like, late at night by the time this mom had gotten home. They said she works while they're in school, and then she goes to school herself, and she's going to be a nurse next year. So, like... Back the fuck off, Donna. Oh yeah, she's, she's got her shit together. Right.
1: Um, she's about to have a, a very high paying job.
0: Right. But not till next year. And uh, this year, she's you know going to school at night. So is this daycare even open at night? Like I don't a know. lot of daycares close fairly early. It's like, a twenty
1: four hour daycare.
0: <laughs> maybe I've never heard of such a thing, but it could be. Um. So. Yeah, anyways, they're trying to raise money for these daycare centers, so they're doing a casino night and auction. Correct. Oh, my lord. Another disaster. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't like much about this either. Okay. I mean, I feel like I'm doing all the talking. No, you're doing good. Is there anything like... I'm making jokes. <laughs> But, I mean, was there anything that you liked about this episode or anything that happened? Because to me, it just all seemed like absolute writing bullshit. It was fun to watch. I guess.
1: That's what I liked about the episode. <laughs> and it's fun to make fun of right now. But did I? was there anything that I thought, oh, very good writing Now,
0: Like, okay, so we know how, I don't know, a year or so ago, Brandon had. Three years ago. Three years ago. Wow. It wasn't three years ago because we've been watching them continuously, but it right. feels like it. Um, Brandon had a gambling problem in the past. He got into some trouble
1: with Duke's bad boy. Right. That was the name of
0: the
1: <laughs> Duke's a little bad boy. And at the beginning, so as Carol pointed out, they're having a charity event and it's gambling. Uh, he's dealing for some reason. I mean, this is before the, this is before the actual event right. opens. At the beginning, he's just like kind of fooling around. He's dealing to Claire and Steve. Mm-hmm. And he's talking he talk comes out and talks to Nat at Peach Pit regular Peach Pit during the day. Right. And uh what's his name? Nat's like Should are you gonna play? And he's like, Yeah, and he's like, You think that's a good idea? You know you got into some trouble a while ago. And then they have a whole fucking flash like, <laughs> like a minute and a half long Bit of that episode that they just put into this episode right? of him talking to Duke and Duke's bad boy. And I think his, his name is Jason, I believe. For some I don't reason. know. And so they, they have that. And I, at first I thought it was going to be a clip show. I was like, are they just going to show fucking clips? Yeah, when it you, was so out of
0: place. When you said that, though, it's like there was no way that was a clip show. There was too much else going on, but
1: but it was so out of place. Yeah, it
0: was weird. They could have left it at the reference. They don't have to, you know, spoon have faith feed that, us everything have faith that your audience
1: watches your show,
0: right? So, <laughs> yeah. So Brandon's already got a little bit of an attitude about it because he's like, "Oh, I'll be fine. That was a long time ago." Blah blah blah. Like, it doesn't go away.
1: An addiction to gambling? Yeah. Usually, no.
0: (laughs) So, in this episode, he just, you know, starts gambling again and is, like, losing his fucking shit. Which pisses me off. Like, why they got to do that with his character? Like, couldn't he have just made better decisions?
1: He could have. (laughs) But I guess it wouldn't have been, whatever, dramatic enough. I guess. But, so... This seems, I guess, normal to how normal charity casino night events go. Okay. He buys chips for real money, and then at the end, you can turn it in for, like, prizes, like little trinkets and stuff like that. So you're not getting actual money back. Okay. But he's, because you seemed confused as to why he was paying real money, but all that money goes to the charity.
0: I wasn't confused. Oh, okay. I don't know why you we thought were it. like. Isn't this for charity? Well, yeah, because I'm just. I was just thinking about like they're getting so upset about the money that he's gambling, but it's like I don't think that was the issue.
1: No, the issue is he can't stop. Yeah, the issue is at one point he wants to write a check. Right. But he's playing craps, which he says he knows how to play craps. He doesn't know how to play craps.
0: <laughs> okay. Why do you say that? Because of the
1: bets that he makes. Give me all the hard ways, the world bet. You know, like he's do like the world bet's a stupid bet for, for one thing. By the way, if he had the world bet like he said he did, then he he would have made some money on the roll he rolled. But Nat's like she's pressing his bets and everything. Nat's trying to stop him. He's got a point. It's nine. Nat's trying to stop him, and he's like, you know, you don't, you should stop betting or whatever. And he's like, uh, I don't want to see what's going to happen next. Or he was like, you should turn away, Nat. He goes, I'll do you one better. And then he puts all of his money on the don't pass line, which you can't do. <laughs> like that was, that was something that bothered me about this episode is that uh, all of a sudden to, when a point's already established, he's putting all his money on don't pass. That's, you can't do that. Once a point's established, you can't place a bet on don't pass. You can take bets. You can take your bets down or you can reduce your odds, but you can't put a bet on there. It's the opposite of the pass line where when a point's established, you can put money up on the pass line or you can increase your odds, but you cannot take it down.
0: I didn't really understand the point. Like Brandon's like, oh, you're betting against me. Like, okay, what, like, why does that affect Brandon in any way?
1: It, well, it doesn't, it shouldn't affect his role, although he might think it's, like, luck or whatever. But it's basically, it's Nat saying, I think you're going to fucking fail. Mm. And okay. then that, I mean, that's why he, he, and typically it's considered rude to bet don't pass for, like, casual craps players. Okay. But the point is, is once a point's established, seven has the most combinations on the dice. Seven is the most likely number to come out. That's why when a point's established, you can't all of a sudden put money up on the don't pass line. You have to take the risk on the come out roll of a seven coming out. Because if a seven comes out on the come out roll, don't pass loses and pass wins. Once a point's already established, the odds are a seven's going to come before your, he, he rolled a nine, before your nine comes. Okay so that's why you can't do that but they just let him.
0: um Brandon's like, are you happy to nat which is like bullshit like he this is the dude that saved your ass like yeah. he cares about you like you're his own son
1: I mean at the same time he did just make a bunch of money off
0: <laughs> well he's like, no, I'm not happy but did he make money no, it's a fucking like charity oh, yeah, that's event true. where they're not actually getting the money anyway
1: I'm sure he didn't want any prizes either
0: yeah because who who would you know like Claire like a had a stick of
1: gum and ramen noodles, right? What you can get in a commissary in a prison.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, like Claire at that end of the night had a whole bucket full of chips. She didn't get anything for it. No. So, whatever. I mean, she didn't
1: get, Steve didn't get anything either.
0: <laughs> um. So and then Brandon's girlfriend mm-hmm. got all pissed off, and because
1: she saw his his. Horrible gambling problem. Yeah,
0: and she's like, you know, you need to stop, and he wouldn't, and so she, like, it's walked like out telling, on him. You, know,
1: you need to know when to back off. Yeah. She's like, you're sweating. What's wrong? What
0: yeah, it was weird. I, I, it, the whole thing... I, you're itching your arms. <laughs> right. But, yeah, so she they had a big fight, and she took off. And um, you mentioned Steve. Stephen Sanders. Yeah, Stephen and Claire also have some shit going on because... Because Steve's an idiot. (laughs) He got an internship working with an agent? Yeah, ITMA. What the fuck? ITM. Okay. I don't know
1: what that stands for. International Talent Management. I'm sure the TM is Talent Management.
0: Eh, okay. Because it's
1: an, it's uh, an an agency, a talent agency. They represent stars or people who want to be stars.
0: Right. So this is some kind of coveted internship, even though it's not a paying internship. And his father golfs with the I don't know The head of the talent agency. Yeah. So he was able to get him in. And he Steve says wants, Steve
1: wants to get in with his boss, apparently.
0: Yeah, in front of Claire, he says, Oh, you should see the lady they have me working for like you know. What
1: she lacks in personality and smarts. She
0: makes up for in looks like who says that
1: only a sexist pig (laughs) and only an idiot in front of his girlfriend.
0: Right. Smoking hot girlfriend, by the way. Yeah. Claire's way better looking than that girl. Yeah. So
1: which is commented on later in
0: the episode. Yeah. So first day on the job working for this lady.
1: But Claire, real quick, Claire gives him a look when he says that he does not even notice.
0: No, because he's an idiot. And he's self-absorbed. But first day on the job working for this lady, she asks if he can be permanently assigned to her because he's, you know, chummy with the boss and she wants to use him to get in good with the boss.
1: Yeah. Well, at first she's yelling at him.
0: Yeah. She like doesn't like him at all. But as soon as she sees that, then she's like, oh, mm. and then she's all nice to him. Exactly. Because everybody's slimy and just uses each other. That's.
1: Yeah. I have a comment about everybody's slimy later. Okay. Yeah. So it's something that flew under the radar in this episode.
0: Okay. Well, can I'll you like- just say it now? Why? Why say it now? Okay. You better remember. I will. So as the day goes on, like he had asked her what to do with anything personal and she said there isn't anything personal. So open everything. Right. So he gets an envelope in the stack marked personal and confidential. Don't and, open
1: this, Steve, it says.
0: And he still opens it. I think the and confidential might, you know, give yeah. one pause, but...
1: Yeah. but not Steve.
0: And it says she's being fired.
1: That's right. She's gone.
0: Who gets fired in a fucking form letter? Yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. Awful. So he... Only could,
1: a talent agency would do
0: that. Right. So he quickly, like, types up a replacement envelope so she won't know he saw it. Which, like, kind of seems pointless because at no point does it really matter one way or another that he looked at that, so. Not at all. But this psycho woman tracks him down later at at this charity event. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, she's supposed to be, like... An adult person in an adult job in the real world Mm -hmm. tracking down this college student intern at an event that I can't imagine she was invited to. No. What what is she doing?
1: Can't can't you help me, Steve?
0: Yeah. She's like, You you know you know the president. Yeah. Whatever. Your dad golfs with him. Mm -hmm. Can't you talk to him? He's like, Yeah, first thing Monday. She's like the president of the agency. Yeah. She's like, No, I can't wait till then. It's like, I don't know where he is. He's probably at home with his family. She's like, no, he's at the office where he is till 11 o'clock every night.
1: I'll give you a blowjob, Steve, she says. She
0: basically implies it. Yeah. She says, I promise, however far I go up the ladder, you'll go with me. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh.
1: Like It's I- funny, though, when she's looking for Steve, she asks Claire where he is. Yeah. And Claire looks at her and perf- like the actress, perfect look on her face. Like, whatever. She's not that pretty.
0: Yeah. <laughs> She's not. No. I mean, she's blonde. You can't tell if she has any kind of shape because of the boxy suit she's wearing.
1: Yeah. She's wearing a big boxy 1980s suit.
0: And like. She's
1: auditioning for the poster <laughs> for Working Girl.
0: Right. And like, I mean, her face is only average. Yeah. So, yeah, whatever. Um, So Steve, for some reason, actually agrees. I, I, I would not have agreed to do this. Would you have agreed to do this? No. She's a psycho, and it's not his place. Not at all. So, and then he goes and tells Claire that he's going, but he doesn't tell her why or where or anything. Where are not, you
1: going? A mission
0: of mercy. Yeah. Not that it would even have helped to explain it, because it's ridiculous. She's
1: clearly angry at him, and he does he's just ignoring it. Yeah. And she's hanging out with uh, her ex, by the way, David. Oh, yeah. I didn't really think time. about that. Yeah. Yeah, they used to fuck while aliens watched. <laughs> right.
0: So yeah, that's going on. She's pissed off at Steve. He goes and actually talks to the dude. Mm-hmm. And he's like, She sent you, didn't he? Didn't she? Like
1: Right. He knows.
0: That wouldn't have occurred to me.
1: And he goes, Are you sleeping with her, Steve? To which he says, No, of course not. And he responds replies. This is the part I was gonna talk about. The president of the agency replies Yeah, I'm not either. Maybe if I was, she'd still have her job.
0: Yeah, that's awful. What the fuck? What a thing to admit, yeah. I thought
1: that what I thought where this was gonna go is he was gonna say, Yeah, she didn't want my cock, so I had to fire her. Mm. That's not where it goes. But once he said that I was like, What the fuck? Right. What a slimy ass thing to say. What he does say is that she's very good creatively, artistically, but she has no business sense, and she's driving away clients. And he's like, the first two rules are it's not personal.
0: And what's the second rule? That didn't even make sense to me. Like-
1: but it's so important they're the first
0: two rules. Oh, okay, I gotcha. The implication. I gotcha. So, yeah, so it doesn't work. So Steve has to go and, and basically, like, explain to her why she's fired. Like, the guy says, if you're if you're going to make it in this town, you'll figure out something to say to her. Well, it's you not- didn't figure out something to say to right. her? Right. And it's not you his You wrote her place. a letter. You fucking douche. The whole thing's just so ridiculous.
1: So then he fires her. Yeah. Steve gets to fire his boss.
0: It's so weird.
1: And she's like, well, I could write a tell-all book. And he said, you know, my dad told me, what does his dad do? I don't even know what the fuck does.
0: I don't dad know. Does.
1: But he said, what's his dad's name again? It's something weird.
0: I don't know, Mr. Sanders.
1: Yeah, but it's something weird.
0: I don't know. It's
1: not butch, but it's like, I don't know, it's something.
0: I don't know, honey. <laughs> I don't keep th- saying I, feel I don't like, know. I feel like don't let I, me think or talk, just keep saying I don't hey. know. Hey, I feel like I never knew. I don't don't think I ever absorbed that information.
1: His name's Rush.
0: Okay, yeah, that is Rush
1: Sanders. Anyway, I don't know what Rush Sanders does, but apparently it's something in the entertainment industry. But he says, my dad told me something before. Be nice to uh, the people you meet on the way up, because you'll meet them on the way up again. Which is usually you'll meet them on the way down, but... Mm -hmm she says oh, I'll come up again or whatever and he's like yeah
0: you sure will
1: get out there kiddo
0: yeah i think she's going to kill herself i hope so that's
1: why she's like i don't like, think I... we're ever going to see her again no. so i'm just going to i'm just going to assume she does
0: cuz she's just she's like i won't make it this through the weekend like what do you mean that was a weird thing to say i've
1: got a whole bottle of
0: sedatives. <laughs> so yeah, so Steve goes back to Claire and like doesn't really resolve anything. So no, he's just
1: she's just like I had to fire my boss, and she's like really must have been wild or whatever. And he's like, oh, you you haven't heard the half of it. Let me talk to you. And then they walk yeah. off. They walk off for her to say to him, you're an asshole for saying she was pretty or whatever.
0: And then there's the auction that goes on. Yes. Where Kelly has, and it turns out they're auctioning
1: those that girl's kids. <laughs> It goes real dark, then <laughs> the cops come in because slave auctions were outlawed, which is true.
0: I'm, I'm, yeah, in like the eighteen hundreds. Um, anyway, the um, Kelly got Colin to auction off a portrait, commissioning not, a portrait. Yeah, not one that he's already made, but like the privilege of being painted, uh, painted by him. Yeah.
1: He did such a good job with Kelly's little sister.
0: Such a weird thing, but yeah. whatever. And she bids like three hundred dollars or whatever. And so or three fifty, I think. And so Kelly's gonna win and she's like, Oh, you know, I'll be I'll get to be your whatever. And Muse. Then all of a sudden Valerie starts bidding. Valerie comes out of nowhere. Like she's I don't like her anymore. Not like I ever really did, but no, like you've never liked her. <laughs> she was kinda growing on me for like, I don't know, a second and she's done now.
1: The way that she handles this is fucking weird.
0: It's I I think she's full of bullshit, okay?
1: Alright.
0: But yeah, so she outbids her and she pays six hundred dollars to yep. get this portrait. And David's pissed too. Mm-hmm. Like Kelly is pissed. David's pissed. And she says to
1: Kelly, "She's like, hey, if it was important to you, you would have outbid me. I guess it wasn't."
0: Yeah. Like what the fuck? That was a bitchy ass thing to say.
1: Right. <clears throat> so then David's all like, "Oh, fucking spend a lot. Of, you know, you're gonna spend a lot of time with Colin. You paid for it or whatever." Yeah, his- she's like, "You think that's what I did this for?" You silly man.
0: He's like, well, you uh, you outbid Kelly and you overpaid, so what am I supposed to think? And then she apparently, we find out later, tells David that this is his Christmas present.
1: Yeah. A picture of her, by the way. Great Christmas present, Right.
0: And then she goes to Kelly late at night, late enough at night that Claire and Donna are supposed to be in bed so that she can tell her that. What? What?
1: And then Kelly's like, I guess I owe you an apology.
0: You do? Really? No, because it's bullshit. Don't you think it's bullshit?
1: I don't know if she's supposed to be lying, like she just came up with it on the spot or whatever. She does look at them when they're kissing earlier. Yeah. But it's d- dumb. I mean, I guess it a- I guess it answers the age-old question, what do you get the man with everything? Something stupid. <laughs> something stupid he's not gonna
0: want yeah so i don't know i think that she's gonna try to sleep with colin i hope so or it's gonna be like a nude portrait or something something Paint shady Nude, colin. <laughs> um i'm trying to think what else like brandon talks to nat again at the end of the episode and sure. You know they kind of like make up, and he's like, you know, you better not do that again. You're gonna lose something important, and he's like, I think I already did because his girlfriend walked off on him. Matt
1: looks like I still love you, Brandon. Like you thought it was him.
0: <laughs> you think? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But do you, do you think they're gonna be over, or do you think she's gonna forgive him? It
1: seemed like she was gonna forgive him.
0: Oh no! Wait, he talked to her again, didn't he? Yes. Fuck. Never mind. <laughs> they made up too. <laughs> So there's no real consequences, except that he learned now that he is definitely a gambling addict, and hopefully he'll remember it for at least another three years.
1: Yeah, and he also got drunk and uh, drove his car one time, so he's got a lot of problems.
0: Yeah, he should just stay away from things you can get addicted to. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> like Valerie.
0: <laughs> so I think that was it as far as the stories. Yes?
1: I don't remember anything else. Okay. Well... They raise over eleven thousand dollars. Oh yeah. Which doesn't sound like a ton, but I mean, for what they're doing, but they, they raise it. I mean it's good.
0: Oh, and then Donna yeah, sets up sorry, I was gonna go. <laughs> Yeah. Donna uh, sets up a meeting with the lady from the beginning of the episode at that daycare mm-hmm. and she's like, I we raised a lot of money for these people and I know them and I can get you in because apparently there's a two year wait list that she's been on. Yeah. Like, okay, let me ask you a question, though, there, Donna. Um, Just because you know these people, that makes them more important than all the other people that were on the wait list that they're, you know, cutting in front of? Correct. Like, the wait list is there for a reason.
1: Yeah, and also, some of those people aren't going to be nurses next year. (laughs) But, no, she, yeah, she, she cuts in front of everyone in line because she knows it. And she says to her, She's like, that. that's charity, you know? And she's like, no, I'm not doing it uh, as charity. I'm doing it as a favor, as a friend or whatever. It's like you're not friends. No, but she's pretending that she is. And she's like, well, I'm not so proud that I, you know, would look down on that or whatever. So she takes it, and it's like, okay. I, I, it doesn't, and it ends with like the all the gooey music, you know? Like the, oh, feel good. And it's like, I don't. No. I, I this didn't make me feel good.
0: Yeah. I mean the lady was obviously offended by the whole thing. It seemed like but they Donna were...
1: talked to her like she was a fucking child instead of a grown ass adult of right. three children.
0: And it kinda seemed like they had everything under control. Yeah. So maybe Donna could have just butted the fuck out, but whatever. Whatever.
1: But that is how the episode ends.
0: So, they better do better. I mean, like, if every episode from next here on out is this bad, I don't know that I'm going to want to keep watching.
1: Well, we're, we have to. We've locked we've, we've, we've ourselves in <sighs> uh, we'll to the see. format. But, yeah, <laughs> uh, next episode's a Christmas episode, so we'll see. It might be better than the one where an angel literally appears.
0: Maybe. Or maybe it'll be just as...
1: What a weird fucking universe they built. Aliens yeah. exist in the 90210 universe, as do angels.
0: Aliens and angels.
1: But that is the episode for the week, Carol. So why don't you fucking finish this?
0: Okay, so um, write us. <laughs> late p LateP1994 at AOL.com. Mm-hmm. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Yes. And tell your
1: friends. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.